From the newsroom of the Bryant College Station Eagle, this is the Brazos Sports Press Cast. And now, the Eagle High School Sports Team, Alex Miller and Jake Weiss. What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Brazos Sports Preps Cast. I'm Alex Miller with the Eagle, joined always by Jake Weiss, the Eagles high school sports reporter. It's week two of the Texas high school football season. Uh, week one, some uh, interesting results, some tough losses for a couple Brazos Valley teams, some big wins for some others. Yeah. We'll break it all down. And special guest this week is Colton Foster of the Huntsville Item. He's breaking down last week's game between Consol and Huntsville and this week's matchup between Brian and Huntsville. Jake, what's up, my guy? Yeah, doing good, Alex. Uh, it's crazy to think, like, week one went by pretty quick, I thought. I don't know about you, but uh, I guess, it, yeah. It, it it definitely did. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I don't know about you, Jake, but uh, my game had a, a little bit of fireworks that I was at. Um, <laughs> I think yours was uh, a little different than mine, but we got to see uh, each of the College Station schools. We'll get we'll get to Consol in a minute, but uh, I guess we can start with the Cougars. Yeah, I'm kind of interested, Alex. Uh, what what did you see out of the Cougars, man? Yeah, you know they went up to Allen again, played the Tom Landry Classic. Uh, to me, it seemed that there was a little bit of a deja vu from the Cougars. Uh, from last year, you know, playing a top 10 team in Lovejoy. Lovejoy has such star power on offense. And there were a little, there were a few similarities between the two games. Uh, College Station started strong, uh, but Lovejoy really took away in the second quarter. Uh, this year, they scored 27 unanswered points to really take control by halftime. And, you know, Coach Pryor just kind of said, you know, they that Lovejoy just kind of stayed the course. And, uh, Things just kind of got away from them at the end of the first quarter, beginning of the second. You know, Lovejoy, really lethal passing game. Quarterback Hondo Franklin, he had 369 yards, five touchdowns passing. And uh, his top guy was uh, Parker Livingstone, committed to the University of Texas. And he looked ready to play on Saturdays full time. He got 12 passes for 253 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, he was he was really a, a, an unstoppable force. Uh, Lovejoy had a lot of big plays. I counted 13 passes of more than 15 yards and uh, should be noted that college station was without safety. Tony Hamilton, kind of a key piece of that defense that, you know, made it all the way to state championship game last year. Um, So, you know, a a tough night for the Cougars secondary, but on the flip side, uh, I thought the Cougar offense looked pretty solid. Uh, You know, Arrington Maiden, uh, he really showed some poise in the pocket, made some really good throws, threw for over 300 yards. But, man, Lovejoy had a really good front seven. The Cougars just really couldn't run the ball super well. And uh, some of their some of their biggest runs really came in the fourth quarter when the game was pretty much out of reach. Um, Jake Pivita was a bright spot, though. You know, hauled in uh, five catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And so, um, you know, talking to Arrington after the game, though, you know, I, I was kind of like, you know, there's some, there's a few similarities. And he was like, yeah, yes and no. You know, like, sure, maybe how the game played out was a little similar. But, you know, he said that, you know, where this team is at right now is vastly different from where last team last year's team was at after week one. And so I, I think I tend to agree with him. And so, 
you know, definitely curious to see how things play out for the Cougars in the coming weeks. You know, they have the bye week this week, then they go play at Temple next week. Temple's always a pretty good team. So that will, that will definitely be probably a challenge for the Cougars. Um, but yeah, I, I think, uh, I think uh, I, if, if you're college station, obviously you're disappointed you didn't get the win, but I don't, I don't know if the Cougars should necessarily be discouraged either after their performance, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense completely. And uh, you mentioned the bye. Uh, I kind of hate to put you on the spot here, but I was just kind of curious. What do you think uh, kind of – I don't know. We obviously don't know who will be going where in terms of our staff, but just kind of against Temple, you know, what I guess what would you kind of want to see uh, from the Cougars kind of build off of uh, week one? I, I think for them, uh, finding a way to really establish the run a little better is going to be a key because – if you know College Station, you know that running the ball is is often their bread and butter. Um, and, you know, they've got a really good running back in Aiden Martinez-Brown, who he actually left the game in the second in the second quarter uh, due to some cramping. And so, you know, bye week, maybe, you know, you think week two bye week, that's not necessarily ideal. You want it kind of maybe in the middle of the season or even that last week so you can get healthy before the playoffs. But, uh, you know, with two of their better players on the sidelines, right, right now uh, maybe this isn't too bad of a time to kind of you know get healthy and reload uh, for the rest of the year but you know definitely want to definitely want to see them you know find a way to get the running game going a little better uh, you know offensive line was definitely a question mark for them coming into the season uh, you know they they kept they kept Arrington pretty clean had a couple of sacks a couple of hits um but you know other than that you know I thought they they held held their own pretty well but you know, creating those holes is going to be a big thing. And then, of course, you know, that secondary really locking down and, you know, uh, trying to cover a little better, I think, is going to be a big thing for them, uh, especially a road game against Temple. Well, you know, uh, on on the other side of town, uh, looking at looking at the Rudder Rangers, uh, they kind of had their hands full with uh, Willis last week having to uh, face uh, Florida commit DJ Lagway threw for 422 yards and seven touchdowns. And, uh, you know, Rudder coming off a tough season last year, um, you know, was still able to to put up 21 points in, in, and, uh, you know, kind of hold their own in the second half a little bit too. Looked like Cody Billings had had a decent night. Jaquise Barton had um, a couple of long touchdown catches and uh, even threw a 75-yard touchdown of itself. Um, you know, the Rangers, they're going to, they're going to have a kind of a tricky game against, uh, Salado this week. I'm pretty sure Salado beat them last year too, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they did. I was looking back, uh, we always do our high school picks uh, every week and I was kind of looking, looking at that one and, uh, yeah, Salado, I think Rudder tied it up and then, uh, 28 all, uh, late in the game and then Salado kind of pulled away, uh, there in the fourth. Uh, I think they ended up winning that game 38, 28. Uh, kind of interested to see, like you mentioned, you know, Rudder was pretty improved uh, last week. Uh, I think, you know, obviously you, there's no moral victories, but I think if you're Rudder, you got to feel somewhat pretty good about how last week went. I think, uh, what, the year before, uh, Willis put up, what, 70 points, 60 points? Thank you. In uh, last year's matchup, and I think Rudder only scored 14. Uh, so, yeah, they're taking a little bit of a step forward. Uh, so I kind of think this week we'll, we'll see that again. Uh, 
<laughs> for those watching on the video and those who can't, a little cameo from Robert Cessna, the Eagles sports editor. I wonder what Cease has to say about the Rudder Rangers. It's a very serious atmosphere. <laughs> Keep hey, going, we Jake. We, we should have got him on for the O'Brien segment. Hey, it's not too late, um, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was pretty much all I had to say about uh, Rudder. I think uh, this week's kind of, you know, they talked about wanting to take get back to the playoffs. Uh, I know it's still non-district, but I think this week's game is a good one that uh, kind of take another step forward, kind of continue down the uh, path they want to go. And uh, I think this week's game against Salado could be one where you kind of see that those steps being taken. Well, and hey, as that as that other guy walked behind you and is now right right here for those on the video, that's Travis Brown. He's the Eagles Aggie sports reporter. He'll be at Salado uh, versus Rudder this Friday, so be sure to follow along his coverage Friday night over there. And uh, I I think that is that is that Bell County. Uh, it might be it might be it's either Bell County or Williamson County. Now now you got me. Uh, Bell County. Now you got me. Yep, it's in Bell County. I had it right. So there you go. Okay, so enough, with, me, so. enough with the geography lesson. Uh, let's talk about private schools. And, hey, while we're talking about Travis Brown, his alma mater, Dallas First Baptist, came and played Brazos Christian last night or last week. And uh, the Saints, they kind of had their way uh, in, in uh, that matchup. Got out to a pretty big lead early and uh, didn't really look back. You know, I got to say, just, you know, looking at the box score, it looks like Jackson Caffey, he kind of had a decent night. Uh, you know, we know he's kind of a dual threat guy, threw for 159 yards, uh, had 100 yards rushing. And, um, you know, that, that's just a tough loss for uh, Brazos Christian. They knew it was going to be a tough game, um, but, uh, yeah, the definitely probably not the way they wanted to start their season, Jake. Yeah, no, uh while we're kind of on the topic of our private schools, kind of thought it was kind of a kind of up and down week for them overall. Uh, we talk about Brazos Christian had a tough loss. Uh, BB Chia beat Allen Academy. It's kind of weird. That's kind of a home and home game because they both use that field. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's what is it? You, I guess you'd have to just call it a home. It's not a neutral site game. Uh, I guess it is a home and home. I don't really know what you'd call that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was thinking about that earlier. Like, what would you call that? Um, but, yeah, so kind of a tough week for both of them, uh, Allen Academy and Brazos Christian. The good thing is uh, they're both back at home this week, I believe. Uh, I know they'll want to rebound. Uh, Allen Academy's got, what, Bracken Christian. And uh, for uh, Brazos Christian, I know they have uh, Snook this week. Snook's got to come to their place. Uh, both teams 0-1 to start the year. Both be looking for that first win. But, hey, for Brazos Christian, I mean, they believe uh, – I'm trying to remember from last year's matchup. I believe they beat – Snook, am I? So they that? were. So that game actually got canceled. We'll get to that in a minute. But uh, the game oh, actually okay. got canceled in the middle of the. I think it was the first or the second quarter. And I can't remember why. Uh, but Brazos Christian was winning the game when the game got called off. I think maybe the lights went out or something. I'd have to go look at look at it. It was kind of a weird deal. Um, but um, you know, uh, something that was interesting too is that uh, Saint Joseph. How about St. Joseph beating Quorum Diao Academy? You know, they were they were picked to lose by like 45 points, the Mercy Rule in six man. And uh they go out and Mercy Rule Quorum Dio. So maybe the maybe the spread people had it picked the wrong way. They like typed it in incorrectly. I don't know. But uh I, I just I was like, wow, how about St. Joe's uh getting the job done uh week one? 
Hey, Mark Mishler and the fellows, man, they were uh, getting it going. I saw uh, Mark Statline yesterday. Uh, he posted it to Twitter. He said, good team win. And I was like, hey, that about sums it up, man. There you go. Well, hey, Brian, uh, they definitely showed good defense in the red zone against Waller. Um, only held held the Bulldogs to one field goal on three trips inside the Brian 10. And, uh, you know, Ricky Tolis had some some high praise for his defense uh, after the game, it sounded like. And uh, Waller only had 181 yards of offense, and Brian had three fumble recoveries. So pretty, uh, pretty good night for uh, the Viking defense, even though their offense kind of, you know, still trying to figure itself out and uh, get get things going on that side of the ball. Yeah, I was going to say, I know Isaiah Nettle had a long rushing touchdown. I think Boone had a rushing touchdown as well. I want to say Kaysen Bird had a – I want to say he threw one to Terrence Lewis. Uh, so kind of interesting there uh, that they're still kind of using both guys at quarterback. Uh, I know they still want to get the offensive line kind of figured out. That's a young group. Uh, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Brian can do against Huntsville because – uh, we'll talk to Colton later, but I know last year when they played, I was at that game, and I think the final score of that one was like 14 to 6. Uh, it was early, of course, and it was Rudder, excuse me, Brian's first road game of the season. Uh, so kind of interested to see. Now this will be Brian's home opener. Kind of interested to see maybe do the roles reverse or kind of where, where do we go from here this week. But uh, we'll, we'll talk about that later with uh, Colton when he comes on. Well, without further ado, Let's get to our conversation with Colton Foster of the Huntsville item, breaking down last week's game between AM Consolidated and Huntsville and this week's matchup between the Vikings and Hornets. Welcome back, y'all. This is Brazos Sports Preps Cast. Joining us now is Mr. Colton Foster. He's the sports editor over at the Huntsville item, covering all things. Huntsville High School, some Sam Houston State. Colton, what's up, man? Glad you're on today. I appreciate y'all for having me. Um, you know, just getting back in the swing of things with all this high school sports and football kicking into gear this weekend. Yeah, you know, kind of a kind of a little fitting to have you on the show because last week the Hornets played AM Consolidated. This week they play the Brian Vikings, of course. We'll break down each of those games. So, you know. Maybe just kind of starting out, uh, Colton, what what'd you kind of see from Huntsville in, in their game last week against Consol? Um, I saw a team that was ready to play. Um, last year, the game against Consol, I mean, it got out of hand very quickly. This year, uh, so much. Huntsville made a few mistakes. They were still able to kind of stay in it. Um, this, you know, this year, they're going to rely a lot on the run game, and they did that. Um, very, very much in that game against Consol. Uh, I want to say they ran the ball, let's see, 37 total times. Um, I mean, that's just going to be what they stick to. Um, Trayshawn Brown's just a sophomore at 111 yards, and it's going to be a recipe for them all year. Jake, you know, Consol came away with the win. It wasn't necessarily an easy one for him, though. What did you kind of see, especially in that second half, that allowed Consol to kind of pull away and get, get the win? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, this is something that, Coachman and I talked about afterwards too. Uh, you know, Alex, you you've seen a lot of Consol Cole, and you saw Consol last year. They're kind of a team that likes to run the ball, uh, especially with the talent they have. Trey Taylor, Keyshawn. Uh, this year, you're adding Cameron Vines into the mix. Uh, run game kind of struggled there, but in the fourth quarter, I mean, they got a 73-yard touchdown run from Cameron Vines. Uh, that really helped them kind of put it away. Uh, put them up 21, 12 at 
at the time. So that was a big run. Uh, it was the best run of the day for Consol. But uh, so I know that's something they still want to work on. Uh, big shout out to the defense, though. They had five takeaways. Uh, they, they came ready to play, man. I mean, that was a big, big factor, especially because uh, that 73-yard touchdown, I think, came maybe a play or maybe two plays right after an interception by uh, Aiden Berryman. So, uh, yeah, they came to play. Uh, defense was a little bit of ahead of the offense, I thought, though. You know, I feel like the run game is something that we talked about was something we were going to be watching for, not uh, for Consol, not only how their offensive line shaped up, but also kind of how they were going to utilize, you know, Keyshawn and Trey, guys that they really relied on last year, but also with Cameron Vines. You know, Jake, you know, all that goes to say, where do you think the Tigers are going to look to grow this week uh, as they come back home against uh, the team from Mexico? Yeah, uh, it's going to be a big – I think the next two weeks are really big for Consol. Uh, they only have two more uh, non-district games, so, you know, you're going to want to see that growth right before uh, you go into district. So this week I think they're going to want to improve on the run game. Uh, they're going to want to see a bit more consistency from the offense. Uh, defense, I mean, after a game where you have five turnovers, I don't think – I'm sure there's stuff they want to improve on internally, but it's kind of hard to just come out and say, like, yeah, you know, they could have done this better or this better. Uh but I think really for me, just the big focus would be probably on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback play a little bit more consistency. Uh, but it's a new offense and defense. I think you just want to kind of improve each week as you get ready for a district play. You know, Colton, this is kind of how Huntsville start, season started a little bit last year. Of course, you know, lost to Consol and then uh, come back around with a game against Brian. You know, what's what's kind of the what's kind of the Hornets mindset from what you've heard this week uh, heading into this game against the Brian Vikings? You know, like you said, it's shaping up a lot like last year. We lose week one, get the week two win. Um, but, you know, what Huntsville is really looking for this year or for this this week is every every position is in a, in a battle right now. Um, you know, it's countless of offside penalties. There's a couple false starts. Um, quarterback plays in question. Um, this week, really, Huntsville is just going to utilize being able to get some of their youth to just get more reps. Their defensive line is built with two or three sophomores. Their offensive line is completely new this week, I mean, or this season. I mean, every every game is just a new experience. And hopefully for the Hornets, they've got at least three more non, they have three more non-district games before, you know, the games really start to matter and Jake, I think you got a chance to talk with Tate Allen earlier this week. You know, just give us a little insight on your conversation with him and just, you know, maybe some keys to victory Brian's looking to accomplish on Friday night. Yeah, we didn't really talk too much about the game. Uh, We kind of just talked about his kind of last four years for him at Brian. But, uh, I mean, I think kind of going off of what Colton said, you know, he just talked about how, you know, young Huntsville is got a lot of sophomores got a lot of young guys kind of every position's a battle uh kind of you look at Brian uh, just when talking with Tate I mean he's kind of the perfect example of this but you know Brian's kind of across the board uh, a little bit older a little bit wiser I mean he's Tate for example has been on varsity all four years uh, pretty much been a four-year starter on varsity I think his first game he said he split some time at fullback with some guys and then after that kind of the position was his. Uh, so I think, especially on the defensive side of the ball, Brian's kind of a little older, got a bit more maturity. It's a pretty senior defense. Um, Colton mentions the quarterbacks, though. Just I know Tate and I didn't talk about this, but this is something Alex, you and I have talked about. Uh, kind of interesting. I think Brian's kind of in the same spot. 
uh, talking with our sports editor, Robert Cessna. He was at the Bryan game against Waller uh, last week. And, you know, Bryan's still kind of figuring out things on the offense. So they use the two quarterbacks. Uh, so I think kind of there on offense, Bryan's a little bit similar to Huntsville, but I think on the defense side of the ball, Bryan's a veteran group. They kind of know what to do at this point. Uh, a lot of seniors over there. You know, Colton, what do, what do you kind of see as maybe a couple keys to victory for, for Huntsville this week? I mean, as Jake mentioned earlier, five turnovers is, um, I mean, just a lot. So being able to limit those, um, like Southern said after the game, you know, if, you haven't, if you're going to throw something away, make sure it's in the stands. Don't make, you know, don't give the other team an opportunity. Um, Trayshawn Brown, you know, the, that was just his third real varsity action, and it was the first time getting hit this year, and he coughed the ball up twice. Um, you know, now he's got that experience. He's got that. I mean, not turning the ball over is going to be huge. Um, their Texas Tech commit and Isaiah Collins didn't suit up last week, but he expected to be back this week, which will help with the secondary play, give him more experience than a senior. Um, but other than that, I mean, really just being consistent and being able to play Huntsville's game was going to be key for them rather than, you know, getting behind early or – I want to, last year, I want to say they got out to a quick 14-0 lead against Brian, and we're able to just kind of hold on to that. I mean, doing something similar to that this year will be key um, for this offense that's still trying to get it in a defense that has kind of figured things out and is capable of being the, uh, one of the best defenses in, in Texas. Hey, going to have maybe a little future Red Raider on Red Raider action with uh, Tyson Turner, Isaiah Collins cover, covering a – covering each other uh, on, on Friday night. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I know he missed last week. He's supposed to be back, but as long as they have him on, on their on their sideline, Isaiah will be there for him. That's, that's fair. Well, hey, Colton, while we've got you on, you know, Huntsville, of course, they play in District 10, 5A Division 2 with a couple of Brazos Valley teams. You know, they're playing, playing Brian Vikings this week. They'll have to play the Rudder Rangers later this this year along with the Brenham Cubs. You know, what's kind of maybe an early outlook for, for the district and maybe some some key contenders in that district? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a, a dogfight, I think. The top, I mean, I think it's, it's a seven-team district, and there's going to be five teams that are, are going to be really good. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to come down to Lake Creek and all that. Rudder, I know they're still kind of rebuilding and working on getting back to where they've been the last couple of years. That Brenham team is not going to be a joke again. Um, I want to say they have their running back is coming back. I can't remember his name, but he's back. I mean, their offense last year was able to kind of light up Huntsville. But Huntsville's defense is, is really going to be something to pay attention to this year. I mean, they're, they're, they are youthful, but they have a lot of experience, and they have a lot of you know, strong players that can go out there and wreck games. Um, I know I want to say that game is the second to last one of the season for Huntsville and Burnham, and it could have, you know, major playoff implications. But we'll, we'll see how kind of things shake up as Stephen kind of trucks on. Pretty sure uh, Burnham's safety was our defensive player of the week, Jake. He, uh, Cubs had a really impressive win over Oak Ridge, too, week one. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, it's a 6A school. They lost to them last year, and, I mean, we we all three of us saw what Burnham did last year. Uh, so, I mean, they, they beat them this year. Uh, Kind of interested to see what what they can do now. I know it's only one game, but uh, I mean, you lose last year, and they made what the regional semifinals last year. Yeah, and 
Colton, if if I'm not mistaken, did I read maybe on your Twitter or X, I should say, that uh, you know, Huntsville, of course, they're opening their new stadium, and it looks like maybe that game against Rudder might be that that target date that they're trying to get it open at. It's it's up in the air, but right now it's looking to be against Montgomery. Will okay. be it's kind of where it's sitting right now. The first district game is going to be it, but it should for sure be ready by the Rudder game. Um, I know it's it's very close. The lights have gone up. The lettering has gone up. It's just a matter of passing inspections and getting everything ready to go for that Friday night game day. Yeah, you know what? What does that stadium kind of mean for for the town of Huntsville? Because I mean, they've played at Bowers for for quite a number of years now. It's it's going to be awesome for this town. Um, it's the first time Huntsville High School ever have their own stadium. And if I'm not mistaken, they are one of only three 5A Texas high schools that do not have their own place to play. Um, I was talking to Southern today, and he said, you know, people make a lot out of road games. But for Huntsville, every game is kind of a home game or a road game because they always have to get on a bus and travel. You know, just being able to have a locker room that's yours with your colors and your your logos being able to just run out onto your field, it's going to be huge for this team, especially if they can get into, you know, with district play, if not even, you know, a week before. But, yeah, just getting that town, being able to drive by it when you're driving through, seeing the H light up, you know, right behind it, you have a baseball and softball field, a brand-new field house. They have a brand-new weight room going in that's going to overlook the field. I mean, just it, it means everything to these kids, and it's something that they've deserved for a long time. And, you know, it's finally coming to fruition. Well, hey, Colton, before before we let you go one more time, just uh, what, how can people follow your work on uh, Friday nights this fall? Uh, yeah, you can follow, You can find me on X at ColtonFoster98, I think. Yep, that's me. And itemonline.com is where you can find uh, just anything Huntsville-related uh, for sports. Sweet. Well, hey, we appreciate you coming on and just uh, giving us a little insight on the Hornets and uh, the first two games of their season. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you, all guys. All right, Jake, we're back. Final segment. Let's do three quick games to watch. Let's start with uh, Madisonville at Navasota. It's a big one in Navasota. Last week, Madisonville took down Die Ball. Sounded like Ty Williams had a strong night. Had found Lorenzo Johnson. We talked about Texas Tech commits. Uh, Lorenzo Johnson. Uh, is he wait? Is he committed to Texas Tech? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that's what uh, I thought. Something's changed. Yeah. <laughs> I was. I. I don't know why I was second guessing myself, but yeah, yeah, he's committed to Texas Tech. He's been committed to Tech for a while. Yeah, actually. I was saying I thought so. I was like, I was like, hold yeah, on. Yeah, I want to say last spring. But uh, sound like Tristan Wally had a had a big night, seven tackles, pair of fumble recoveries, and forced fumbles. And uh, you know, on the other hand, uh, Navasota struggled a little bit against Navarro and only didn't even get a hundred yards of offense. Uh, Rattlers threw three interceptions that game. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know. This is an interesting one because last year this was kind of a this was kind of an early season momentum. Uh, swing so it'll be interesting to see because this one's in madisonville i uh, believe uh this one kind of gave uh uh an a pretty big little boost of momentum last year because they won last year's game am i, am I right about that 
Yeah, they did. Navasota did win 27-21. I was trying to pull it up as we were talking. And, uh, you know, Navasota did win that game. Kind of kind of got – we thought – I mean, it was a big win uh, for, for the Rattlers and, uh, you know, them going through uh, the regular season. But, um, you know, if – if if I'm if I'm kind of looking right, I I think Madisonville is probably the favorite going into this game, wouldn't you say, Jake? Yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, we talk about a guy like Lorenzo, but they got playmakers all over the field. Ty Williams, uh, heck, you, you didn't even we didn't even talk about this when we were talking about last week's win for them. But uh, I mean, they, they had an 87 yard punt return uh, touchdown from Jakeev Owens. So I mean, kind of offense, defense, special teams, all three phases. They looked real good last week and. Uh, I kind of don't expect that to change again uh, this week. Well, hey, game number two, Crawford at Centerville. This is one of the top games in the state, especially at the small school ranks. Top 10 matchup in Class 2A. Crawford won by two scores last year, but, you know, the Tigers, they're one spot higher than uh, the Pirates in this week's uh, poll. So, you know, Centerville beat Buffalo last week 27-6. Zantel Holly, LaMarcus Justice had over 100 yards rushing. Andrew Newman, another solid night. Wade Neeland. I mean, these are guys that we've we know their names, right? And uh, uh, Zantel Holly, of course, making plays on ta- on uh, defense. Not not too surprising, you know. For Centerville, you know, this is a game that I think is probably a good litmus test to how legit a contender they are. Uh, you know. Beat by Timpson the last two years. Timpson number one in the state and two A one. Of course, they've got Terry Bussey, who A and M's after, of course. But um, this is this is a big game for the Tigers, especially at home, and especially because if I'm not mistaken, Centerville's got to play Mart again here pretty quickly. Yeah, I believe they have Mart. Uh, is our last game of yeah two uh, more weeks next week, but. Two more weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, definitely a, definitely a big game for the Tigers this week. When you think, Jake? Yeah, I think so. And, uh, I mean, you were at the game last year, the Centerville. Uh, you were at this game, right? I was at the Centerville-Mark game. Uh, actually, our editor, Steve Boggs, was at the Crawford-Centerville game. And uh, I think Crawford pulled away pretty late. It was a pretty close game throughout – the the night but uh i'm trying to pull up the the box score from last year if i remember correctly um centerville yeah uh, centerville uh, i was able to i i got the faster internet speed no i'm just kidding but uh <laughs> no yeah it looks like here uh yeah crawford pulled away uh in the third or fourth quarter uh centerville was actually leading going into halftime they were up six zero uh but three late touchdowns helped uh crawford pull away uh in that one, 21 to six. But uh, like you said, I mean, two score game, uh, Centerville moved up in the polls. Uh, like you talked about, they're now number, uh, I think they were six preseason. Now they're number five. Yeah. Uh, so, and what's, what's Crawford at? Is Crawford at six now? I think they're at six or seven. Yeah. They're like one spot away from each other. So. Uh, well, hey, point is, I mean, I, I know we're not – I have to go back and check that, but point is we both know this is going to be a big game, top ten matchup, uh, good litmus test for uh, district play. I mean, this is kind of kind of like the Madisonville-Navasota uh, game. 
this is one you really want on your schedule in non-district to go, hey, regardless of outcome, if it's a close game and you lose, you can say, hey, guys, going to the district, we can hang with these guys. You win the game, hey, guys, look who we just beat. This should give us a big old boost of confidence. Well, our last game uh, to look at this week is Snook at Brazos Christian. Snook had that narrow loss to Iola last week. And uh, this is a game that, you know, some Brazos Christian players told me before the season that they kind of had circled because, uh, you know, that this is a game that kind of got cut short on them last year uh, when it was all going down. You know, Jake, what what are you what are you kind of looking at at this matchup? Yeah, I know you got to write the preseason uh, story on Snook. Yeah, so uh, you know, Snook's kind of in an interesting spot. They've got uh, this is their biggest. I Coach Conway told me this. This is his uh, I believe fourth season at Snook. Uh, and his all his years at Snook, he said, "Hey, this is the first year where we have our most upperclassmen, uh, senior and junior class. I'm really relying on them to lead the way." Uh, one of those big names is uh, J-Boy Huska, a quarterback. We've talked about him before in the podcast. This is his second year as starter, so, you know, he's more c- comfortable in the offense. Uh, just really kind of think uh, for Snook, they're going to really rely on those veterans. Uh, they've got uh, Jordan Coronado coming back. Uh, I know he wasn't able to play last year. Uh, he missed – or, well, excuse me, he missed a couple games at the beginning of the season uh, to injury. I know he got hurt in the uh, scrimmage. And so he missed a couple of those games. They're happy to have him back, uh, hopefully for the whole season. Uh, so I think for Snook, you know, yeah, it's a tough loss to Iola. Uh, kind of an interesting one, too, because I think Snook won that game last year. Uh, I could be wrong, though. I feel like they beat I- Iola last year. Um, but I just think for Snook, you know, this can be one that you kind of look for and go, hey, let's get back on track. Uh, really expect those upperclassmen to step up and kind of lead the way get those younger guys ready. I think I think maybe a kind of a common theme uh, that we kind of haven't talked about yet, but I think for a lot of our teams, you might look and see some low-scoring games. Uh, but I think uh, in, in week one, but I just feel like that was a lot of first-game jitters. Uh, and I think maybe Snook might have been a little susceptible to, and Brazos Christian, since they lost as well. Maybe just those first-game jitters kind of got to you. But now here in week two, I think, uh, you know, you kind of can't use that as an excuse anymore. Well, hey, I think that about covers it for uh, week two. What do you say, Jake? Yeah, I think we're all uh, good, man. Uh, I think we covered it all. All we do is fit the print. Well, hey, if you got any comments or complaints, you can email Robert Cessna at robert.cessna at theeagle.com. All right. Be sure to check all of our coverage of this week's games leading up to week two and uh, coverage of Friday night on theeagle.com. We'll be back next week, of course, breaking down – all the action here in the Brazos Valley. We'll see you then.